This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Free FM 89.0. Tuia Nareo Otahapori. Now, Hamilton City Council presents Council Comment. A weekly discussion about civic business, one-on-one with those at the council table. Here's your host, Brian Smith. And a very good afternoon. Well, no, it's not even afternoon yet. It's 11.30 and uh, it is Brian Smith on this side of the uh, desk. And on the other side, I have Mayor Paula Southgate and welcome, Paula. Thank you. Good morning. It's good to have you with us today and uh, getting in and out of that sort of bleakish out there. Yes. Anyway, we'll uh, just keep smiling. Summer's coming sooner yep. <laughs> or later. Yeah, that be nice. Yeah, and uh, spring has really sprung, and the amount of trees that are coming out and leaves and that's really wonderful. Yeah. And um, talking of all that sort of thing, water, that seems to have been a big issue, and you've got opposing voices in the uh, council, and you've come out quite strongly on one side and there on another can you elaborate on that a little? Yeah, no. So the, the perception that there are two different sides is a little bit wrong. Okay. Um, there are a range of views around the feedback to government on the Three Waters reform proposal. Yep. So first of all, Councillor is not making any decision. I want And I want listeners to be really clear about that. We are not making a decision to opt in to a new way of doing water or okay. to opt out. We have made a decision which was supported unanimously by all councillors mm-hmm. a while ago to work alongside the process to inform it. So what the government has got in front of us is a very rough and ready proposal which does propose moving from 60-plus councils to four water entities. And there's a lot of detail in that. Yes. Um, what they're asking for is initial feedback from councils. Have we got the data? Had they got the data right? What's our initial feelings and thoughts about it? What would our con- concerns be? Yep. And so next week on Thursday... 30th, we will be in council to make a decision only about what feedback we give to government about their proposal. Okay. We're not making any um, decisions that bind Hamilton as to whether we're in or out of a new entity. It's far, far too soon for that. Yep. And the other thing I want to put right is people have the impression that they're not being consulted upon. That's because at the moment there isn't really a solid proposal to to consult upon. Okay. All we're doing at the moment is raising people's awareness and information and understanding. So we're sharing information. When the government decide, having listened to the councils in the first place, they decide what they want next, that there'll be a proposal on which we will be consulting with Good. the wider public. So we'll look forward to that in due course. But uh, yes, I think there has been a little bit of. Uh comment made to me anyway and uh, about it and why can the government is this a socialist takeover and all uh, the rest of it you know yeah yeah look there again i don't buy into any of that because what i know no, is enough. happening at the moment is as i say a proposal on yep. the table for initial discussion by councils there are more views than you could count on two hands <laughs> Uh, a range, but I do know what the the main concerns are for councils, and I do um, know what the concerns that my colleagues have been asking. And as you say, uh, you had um, uh, a couple of councillors go out waving banners and saying no to yes. selling, our, giving away our water. Um, we're not doing that at this point in time. Right. All we're doing is discussing 
the proposal the government has before us as to what what do we like about it, what don't we like about it, what would we say? Yep. Um, and there's loads loads more questions than answers in some respects. So we'll leave it at that for the moment. Uh, yes, I saw these uh, three amigos, as it were, out there and uh, with their signs. <laughs> yeah, look, what I would say is, you know, they're absolutely within their rights to have an opinion. Yep. Although they have to keep an open mind ahead of the decision-making, of course. Yep. Uh, they're absolutely right to endeavour to, to share information with the public. Uh, I didn't agree on the website that all of the information was correct and staff had some issues with accuracy around a couple of things. They made some changes. But endeavouring to get the pub public thinking about this is absolutely the right thing to do. So yep. we're not actually that, that far apart in many things. Well, that's good to know and uh, we'll look forward to how that works itself out there. One of the questions I wanted to ask you as Mayor, with the lockdown and that, has that affected uh, the work of the council and meetings and things like that? Uh, yes and no. I mean, the, the thing about last time is we were, th it was thrust upon us. Nobody knew what COVID life, no. post-COVID life was going to be like. Right. We were the first council that got up and running and um, digitally to run formal council meetings. We um, uh, already surmised that the government would want us to carry on making decisions yes. and would make that um, in law able to happen over um, over the computer, sure. and they did. So we went up and running. We got a lot of things in place around staff working from home. Um, we've got some core services, of course, so all the waste, water, all of those core functions council continue with the safety rules that COVID would apply. Yep. Uh, and lots of staff are working from home. And then when the levels dropped, we had some staff coming into the building and some staff working from home, properly managed. We ourselves as councillors, for example, next next uh, Thursday's meeting, which I hope people will tune in to listen to the debate, Yes. Um, half of us can be in the chamber, but half cannot, unless okay. the, unless the, the level drops. And so it's, it's hard because you're looking at a screen with, you know, six or seven faces on trying yes. to capture their questions and concerns. And then you're in a room yeah. with six or seven others uh, listening to staff. So it's not, it's not easy, but that is the world we live in. It is now, yes, yeah. indeed. I uh, know we had a uh, meeting the other night in the cathedral and we were all sitting yeah. well, well apart, you know. Yeah. And it just seemed silly, but uh, well, that's the I, way I it guess, is. I guess we're going to have to, at some stage, determine how we live our lives going forward sure. with, the, with the fact that they could, there is a risk that viruses will emerge. Yes. And we've learnt a lot. Uh, we've learnt some things not to do as well. Mm. We've learnt some things to do. Uh, you know, some of the way we live our life might change from this point going yeah. forward, and we have to think about that and make it as easy as possible. Humans are social beings, so th yep. there has to be some opportunity for people not to, to be unsupported yeah. and lonely, yes. and with, certainly not without food and things like the basics. Yeah. But you know, there's more to it than that. It's how do we function as a society? Yes. If um, if another virus or a mutation of this virus comes again. Yep. Meanwhile, of course, we're focusing on getting rid of the Delta variant, aren't we? Uh, well, that's a big one to get rid of, actually, yeah, yes. Yeah. Have you had your vaccination? I, well, I had mine very early, actually. I've had oh, both. Right. My, got one in June and one in July, so it's all oh, done. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> I, you know, I'm double vaccinated, and I, I must say I was absolutely delighted to have the opportunity when it arose, yes. you know, when we were able to have ours done. So Greg, my husband and I, we had it done uh, and feel it's absolutely the right thing. So what I would say to listeners out there is 
Uh, it's not as bad as you think. It's really just a second of time. <laughs> Doesn't make you sick or anything. <laughs> no, I had a sore arm. I had a vague headache with the second one. But look, yeah. a vague headache and a sore arm is absolutely nothing compared to the with, with the effects the, the effects of COVID. And now yeah. we're learning that there are long effects of COVID. Um, you know, lethargy, aches, pains for mm. a very long time. Uh, and of course, it's affecting children. And yeah. so we need to get vaccinated to protect the children yeah. as well. Yeah. I think this is great because we can do this now. I was thinking back in, in the, uh, Europe, they had the Black Plague mm. the way back in about the 1600s, mm. I think it was. Mm. And uh, then, of course, uh, we had the uh, uh, big uh, flu epidemic mm. in uh, mm. 1918, mm. and uh, that killed 9,000 New Zealanders. Mm. So we've had these sort of things before, mm. but we're much better to cope with it today yeah. than, and, they, and than look, they were. We have the benefit of being a lovely little isolated, sea-surrounded country. Yep. A uh, long way from anywhere else. Yes. So that, that, that's great. But we should remember when we look at the television, but there but the grace of God go we. Yes. Some people, some places are burying thousands Absolutely. of people a yeah. week. Yeah. Thousands. And they mm. cannot even give them the dignity of a proper funeral and send off right. now. We're not in that situation. No. So we are quite blessed, right? We are indeed. Well, I was actually looking at television the other night and... Uh, uh, India is one of those places they're mm. just burning them with the thousands. It's absolutely appalling. But uh, I gather that Ireland is free of COVID at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and of course, there again, another nation, a small nation with yeah. um, surrounded by sea, shows yeah. that if you treat the borders correctly. You're okay. Well, look, I have to say out there, you know, don't get too relaxed, people. Wear your masks, yeah. use your app, sanitize. Yep. Because, and I'm not blaming anyone, but we are always just one person away from, from a, a new area coming. Yep. yep. And, um, you know, they may do that accidentally. They may not know they have COVID mm. uh, uh, and bring it. Or they may do it because they break the rules. Yep. You know. So when you're having your councils now, you, you're wearing masks or you're just sitting where so I pay? We, we wear masks into the building. Yeah. We scan and all of that kind of thing. And yep, then yep. we're spaced out. We're very yep. much spaced out. Sure, I know that. And, yeah. um, you know, it is a work bubble. So that is one of our, our bubbles. Yes. Uh, you know, everybody has a number of bubbles they belong to. But yep. I think that's the key to kind of do be sensible about it. And we are. Go, go um, for it, yeah. I have a love-hate relationship with Zoom. I really do. <laughs> I know the feeling. But, you know, I do it. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Uh, housing uh, in uh, Hamilton, of course, everywhere I go, I see mm. houses popping up, uh, housing growth. Is the government going to give financial assistance? I'm well, we very much hope so, Brian, because yeah. we've been asking for some time. Yes. Uh, so what we're doing is the strategic planning mm -hmm. um, to make sure that we're good to go for housing. So that includes, and funnily you mentioned Three Waters, a lot of that includes funding water services to new areas okay. so you can get those houses in. But even in the established areas, um, Hamilton East or Central City or whatever, we have to upgrade water services in that area to okay. cope yep. with new housing. And then there's roads and other things. So there's a lot of um, uh, money... And this is the interesting thing about the waters again. People say, our rates is going to go up with reform. I'm sorry, your rates are already predicted to go up yep. to meet this demand for housing okay. and so on. The government, we've applied for money. Yep. And we're very much hopeful because they, they have said that our strategic planning is some of the best. Because we work with Waipa and we work yep. with Waikato and yep. we work across boundary. Uh, the Waikato Plan Group with a housing initiative led by Lale Iramia is 
outstanding piece of work, right, recognised yep. as one of the best pieces of work around the country. Okay. So we've done all our preparing. Yeah, yep. But now we need the money to get things done faster. Yes, because there is a housing shortage right around the country, but I think Hamilton is, looks to me anyway, we're holding it fairly well at the moment. Um, yes and no. Uh, we are not meeting the growth demand for housing, so we are slowly going backwards in actual oh, fact. I see, right. So yeah, we do need new houses, but we're not building them fast enough. Yep. People are returning to, ha- to New Zealand from overseas. Families are growing. Uh, when you've got a 1,000 people in emergency housing um, in um, oh, yeah. Ulster Street, yep. 500 of those are children. Well, we, and we can't get them into proper housing, then you know you're not quite there yet. That's for sure. And uh, a lot of work's gone on to the uh, Peacocks area. Of course, that's one that's uh, yeah. going going yeah. well. Um, I know when I came to Hamilton about 26 years ago, they were talking about Peacocks, and um, I thought, well, this is going to make this t- into the town grow. Nothing happened. <laughs> yeah. And, and the key to us is providing multiple opportunities for growth because... Yeah. We need some competition in the market. Yep. There are good developers, but land is expensive. They and the a few people hold hold big blocks of land, and they sell a little off and a little off and a little off, yep. and that's not helpful because we need lots of land in the market right. for lots of builders to go in and drive a competitive market right. for housing. Uh, and so we are looking with the district plan review, for example, around some new rules yep. where. Um, inclusionary zoning, where you may say, well, 10% of every new subdivision or 20%, we haven't thought that detail through, but a percentage must be at the median house price or below. Okay. And those kind of things. Because it's that incredibly hard for first homeowners to oh, get in. Absolutely. I, I just uh, feel for them every time. And uh, there's a little uh, spring up of houses in Rotokari. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, go down there, and yeah. there's quite nice homes and uh, streets all put in yeah. there. And, but and there's a really um, forward-thinking developer in that area. Yes, who uh, is hoping that who has put in an expression of interest for government funding too. Yes, because that would enable him to uh, crack out houses a bit faster. Same with um, uh, Tiawa Lakes. Oh yes, by the BP station north of Tarapa. Yep. Uh, if they were able to get some funding from government, they'd be able to move faster to yeah. get the infrastructure in. Because at the end of the day, people think it's just the houses, but I come back to this whole thing about water and roads. Yes. Actually, you can't have houses there without water. Yep. You've got to supply drinking water at a safe standard. Yes. And you've got to take away the wastewater. And, of course, now the government have said, not only that, you have to treat the stormwater. That's anything that runs down your... Yep, um, yep. Street. Street. And down the drain, of course, that ends up in the river. And now the standards around stormwater are that you won't be polluting the river. You need to treat that stormwater with swales oh, and gosh. filters and things yeah. like that. As well. So the standards are higher and higher. Yeah. Uh, looking at that uh, Rotokauri one, of course, that, the big drainage had to be put in there because of okay. very low lying as well. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. saw some of the pipes there one day and I could have walked right through the pipe just about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and you're right, those pipes need to be future-proof. Yes. It depends on the geology of the area, how wet it is. But I have to tell you that in Hamilton East, for example, and I could pick a few other old areas, <laughs> the pipes are still clay. Yes. And Or clay or concrete pipes, many of which are cracked. And they have a very small mm. diameter. Yeah. And they're at capacity. So to put infill houses in, you have to take out the broken, smaller oh, pipes. right, of course. And put the newer pipes in. Yes. And none of that's cheap. Well, no, I imagine it. So even high-rise buildings in Central Town, you know, yeah. not you know, Brian, how we can go yep. uh, beyond six stories. Yes, 
Um, I was going to bring that up actually yeah. because that's another one, the inner city upward growth. Mm. And uh, you can go up to six stories, that well, what you're saying? So the NPS, the net. Oh, sorry, using words that <laughs> we use all the time. The National Policy Statement on Urban yeah. Development, which the council, which the government has put in place, yes, has now left us with a number of criteria. Which, if are met, you can go above six floors. You can go really high buildings. Right. right? So we've had a, a natural limit to how high buildings can go. Um, of course, the taller, taller the building, the more expensive it is. Yes. But having said that. Um, if it's able to go in, say down the riverside, yes. or uh, so. So we've we've done some work in assessing what the government mean by that, and there are some areas. I'll invite people to look at the maps online because it's hard to explain. But you have to be within a, four, a fifteen minute walking catchment of a certain number of services. All right, um, shopping, doctors, schools, those kind of core okay. services. Yep. So that will affect um, the CBD. Yep. It will affect. Um, Charles, well, Westfield, yep. Yep. and and, a, and five crossroads and things like that that potentially could be opened up to much higher levels of development. Right, be interesting to see how it goes. There was something on television the other night, and they were showing a Chinese city, mm. and that was thousands, it seemed to me, of these very, very, very mm. high buildings which people lived in, and I thought. There's no way I'd live there. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's fascinating. I spoke um, on behalf of Hamilton at the Affordable Housing Conference in Auckland, just literally on that day before Auckland got locked down. Yeah. And um, there was a guy from Hong Kong there. And actually, it was very fascinating because instead they do have these high-rise buildings, but they build around common spaces. So each of these tower blocks, if you like has a place for sport and recreation, oh, yeah. has a place for families to meet and picnic and, and, and get fresh air. And they're built in precincts rather oh. than just a building. It's yes. built around the idea of here's a precinct in which you live where you can swim and walk and play and shop, and, <laughs> and but you just happen to live yeah. above ground quite yes. a way. Yes. <laughs> yes. Interesting. I, I, I don't mind going up, uh, say, the Auckland Tower. I've been up that one and the Sydney one and the one in Toronto. Yeah. And that was as high as I wanted to go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's, no, I'm go. a little bit like you. Yeah, I had to one time stay when I was going for a trip about water to Thailand on behalf of the government. Yes. I had to stay on the 24th story of a hotel. Yeah. I wasn't very comfortable with that. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Uh, how, how are you feeling about, uh, you've voted it in anyway, STV in 2022 uh, for yeah. the election? Yeah, well, it will be interesting. I think we've got a lot of work around educating um, voters yep. what it means. Now, they, they, on the one hand, they should be used to it because the health board was done that way. Yes. I always felt, though, that created an incredible amount of work for the voter when they did. They had first past the, past the post for a number of things. And then they had STV. Well, I suppose now that we're all, you know, single transferable vote, yeah. the, the ranking of candidates will be the same anyway. Yep. So people have got to learn that they can, that they still should put a number one by their preferred yeah. candidate, but they may also rank someone as their second preferred or third preferred. Yeah. And um, but it's but they'll have to, you know, learn that system to be a bit more thoughtful. It's a little bit more thoughtful than just going. Tick. Yes, I know. You know, I quite like her or I quite like him. Tick. Done. Yes. You know. You've got to think about it a bit more. Yes, mm. indeed. I, I'm a fan for STV, actually. I mm. did a bit of investigation on it. And uh, I think uh, the Irish elections are done STV. I don't mm. know if anywhere else. Mm. Somebody said Germany. I'm maybe wrong. Mm. But uh, it certainly uh, it seems to me to be a 
probably a fairer way in a way. Yeah, well, I guess people get a selection of people that better represent their views. Yes. As opposed to, you know, like you say, oh, I'll just tick someone and, and hope the numbers come in. Uh, you know, nothing's perfect. No voting system's perfect. <laughs> right. <laughs> Talking of uh, people coming in and that, uh, Mark Donovan's uh, settling in okay? Yes, he is. He's um, proving to be quite keen about um, some areas of business. So he's been assigned to all the committees that he's um, should be on now. Yep. Um, I've seen him turning up at everything at this point in time, um, trying to understand, you know. Mm. Uh, and, of course, being on a by-election's um, helpful in respect perspective i don't know if his intentions are to run again i would imagine so yep. because it gives you that period of time to really get your feet under the table and understand yeah, yeah. what's what's what and then when you run you you can legitimately say well you know i have a good understanding of x yeah. y and z i think that's mm. how ryan hamilton came in he? he did that's he so did. he settled in the end as, uh, and, and to all people ryan is um an example of if you if at first you don't succeed try try again absolutely it takes a while but yep. he's there he's doing a great job in economic yep. development mm. every time i get him in there to talk i think he was a good choice yeah. <laughs> there we are yeah. well i hope mark uh, fills in and i hope to get him on the show in the not too distant future yes so we'll see how and we, we told him because he used to own donovan's chocolate that oh. we want him to uh, show us how to make chocolate, <laughs> we'd all be um, up for that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll wait and see anyway. And uh, one of the other things that came up was a tree planting in memory of Margaret yeah. Forsyth. Margaret had been on the council for quite a while, came back again. She gave a heck of a lot to netball and that sort of mm. thing. Big loss there. Big huge, shoes to fill. Huge loss. Huge loss for council and her, her fr- friends and colleagues at council, the public, mm. netball as well, and of course her friends and family. And um, it was a no-brainer, really, because I don't know if you've ever seen her on the Zoom calls for council. She always had the beautiful cherry blossoms behind her. All right. Uh, From the very early days, she said to me that one of the goals she had was to establish some beautiful cherry trees in Hamilton. Yes. So when she did pass, we thought we couldn't... um, Angela and I worked on an idea that we had. We thought there couldn't be a more fitting tribute than to plant a grove of cherry trees um took a bit of time uh we had to you know source the trees and then we got locked down in covid and then the weather was too wet and too hot (laughs) but actually we had this window of opportunity so we did it a few days ago beautiful occasion where where are they actually um on uh ross trevor street on, on um on the park, on the West Town Belt. Oh, yes, I know, I know. So if, you know, the... the um, it's not called a dandelion fountain. It has a different name. Okay. There's a fountain that looks like yep. a dandelion behind a, Founders Theatre. I know the one, yep. And if you go across the road directly from there, you will see the che- trees planted. Uh, they're very nearly budding, actually. They're mm. really, they, they'll come into flower. I must drive down and have a look. And the good news is that because Margaret also loved cycling, there's going to be a cycleway off the road, <laughs> off the road, on the park, <laughs> a cycleway through oh, the lovely. park, connecting... Yes. Um, other parts of the park to Cote Pacifica to town and things yep. like that. Yep. And you will drive through the cherry trees. <laughs> that sounds good. Now, I've run out of a few things that I've written down here. Anything else you'd like to cover while we've got you here? Well, I guess we're just about to head into the along the um, annual plan. We're oh, just yes, starting yes. that process, believe it or not. Come around again. Yeah, uh, amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're doing a little bit of work about that, but that's not going to be a huge change to council because we have a 10-year plan 
and that will be year one of that 10-year plan. We'll be looking at what we're doing in year two, yeah. and you wouldn't yeah. expect massive changes. Right. I know the public are coming in with good ideas. I have to say um, I was really pleased that I set up an environment committee because the climate action, Sarah and uh, Martin and Margaret, when she was here with us, uh, started that climate um, strategy oh, work. Yeah. yep the green spaces work to restore our gullies. So that's come out of that committee. Oh, good. And that was a new committee, of course. Another new committee was the economic development one, which Ryan Hamilton chairs, and he's doing a fantastic job yes. of working with things like um, the IT sector to see if we can develop a centre of excellence for IT here in Hamilton. Okay. Uh, great work. He's working with the university around joined-up opportunities. He's working on the endowment fund to see how we can use the endowment fund for bigger gains for the rate payer. Uh, lots of good work going on there. Uh, and then, of course, there's the Central City Advisory Group, yes. um, because I felt a deputy mayor should always have some work to get stuck into as well. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. they're not they're not just there to attend events. I can't. They, they want to drive their passion. Yes. Um, Jeff was passionate about the CBD. Uh, so he's doing some good work there, right. lining up interesting projects. Um, you know, people will read about those in the paper. Yes. And, and, of course, the good news on that is to give it some impetus is that I think we'll be turning the sod on the theatre within the next month. Ooh, so the Prime hallelujah. Minister will be here. Um, <laughs> be yeah, it may be a very that. small occasion, <clears throat> smaller than we would have liked because yes. of COVID, but she will be able to come and... I couldn't be more excited. The jetty's in place. Yeah? Right, yes. The jetty. So now um, in the summer, I mean, in the summer when people like to get on the river, yep. you'll be able to boat from the new jetty, which depicts the five hapu of Hamilton, and uh, go down to the gardens All right. um, and um, enjoy. And I think that's just fantastic. And, yeah. of course, Darren's working through his idea of water ferries, and yep. I'm not sure how that's working out at the moment. I haven't spoken to him recently. But I understand it's up and up and running. Sounds so, good. Lots of things going on. Yes. Well, I've, I've been a fan for doing things for the the river. I'm looking forward to the uh, the theatre being opened up. Yeah. I've been to one or two things in the Clarence that should have been on a bigger stage. Yeah. And uh, they they brought the Nutcracker uh, here oh, yeah. a while back, and uh, they were it was obviously cramped. You know, yeah. having seen yeah. the Nutcracker cracker in a bigger stage yeah. but anyway we look for the new new one coming along yeah. and uh, i gather there's going to be a walking come cycling bridge possibility across well it. yeah uh thankfully the road it's an uh idea that the rotary clubs were very interested in yes. having to support like all things we haven't got money to do everything that we want to do no matter yeah. how fantastic the idea <laughs> is um but in this in this respect we've had people walk in recently and said look i'm interested in helping raise the money for this and that this project or that project and the walking cycling bridge was one of those right um we would of course look to government to help with some funding uh so it's in the 10-year plan yep. it's not fully funded at this point in time there's a lot of um, work to do to get um, people to support it um, yeah, but there's also good conversations going on around um, a river centre down where Grantham Street is, where, oh, the, yes. where the rowing and the uh, occurs. Yes, because that's a historic hub for watercraft and yep. rowing and Wakaama and other things. Oh, that's right. So um, there's uh, talk about how could that be refreshed and renewed. Uh, lots of lots of things oh, in the CBD. So many things going on. Yeah. So, it's a lovely place to live in Hamilton here. I, I was a uh, Palmerstonian for many years, mm. and uh, then I w went into the church and, of course, moved up here, and I love it up here. Uh, yeah, 
and you know we're very very lucky because uh, we have a lot of really awesome developers doing great things yep. so when you look at the lovely building um uh that waikato regional council's in which yes. was a stark properties development when you look at union square foster's development on, yes. it's looking great bottom, bottom down here, got acc that, yeah, see, which was tainui's yep. development yep. Uh, um uh rabobank i mean uh, yep, yep. development uh, so we're getting beautiful, modern, fantastic-looking buildings yep. right in the heart of our CBD. And I think that gives everyone confidence to do more. Well, let's go on with that one now. Well, time's run out on us, I'm afraid, Paula. So, <laughs> I uh, talked too much today, didn't I? <laughs> not at all, no. It's been really great. Um, a few years ago, there was somebody on council, you may recall, I'm not going to mention names, but it was like drawing blood out of them to get them to speak and uh, keep going you know oh, yeah. but you've done a wonderful job today I always today. have plenty to say I'm afraid Brian <laughs> <laughs> people thank don't always have to agree with me though <laughs> <laughs> well thank you for coming on and uh, it's yeah. been really great yeah, and privileged and we look forward to uh, seeing you later in the year yeah thank you very Here much we go. thank you Paula Mia and um, or Mia Paula bit of wait we'll catch you next time <laughs> Folks, we're uh, just going into some music and it's now coming up to two minutes away from 12 o'clock. 12 o'clock, we'll uh, go on with the... Uh, um, yes, we have got the BBC coming on with a uh, documentary. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.